Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. Long haulers. Most people infected with the coronavirus display mild symptoms or even none at all. But alarmingly, there are a number of people globally who continue to suffer lingering effects, including scarred lungs, chronic heart damage, post-viral fatigue, and other persistent debilitating conditions long after recovering from the initial infection. Clinics devoted to these so-called long haulers who experience debilitating after effects from COVID-19 are popping up all over the world. Most post-viral symptoms linger after many infections. What makes COVID-19 different is that the symptoms are so broad and tend to last in terms of months rather than weeks. Bloomberg News notes that this long COVID phenomenon is proving to be a bigger public health issue because of insufficient patient follow-ups and incomplete data. The economic consequences are also difficult to predict, but according to Australian researchers, the cost could reach the $35 trillion mark through the year of 2025, $35 trillion, Is that wow. even a... That's, $35 that, trillion. That's a, that's a number, right? Wow. Yeah, experts predict that the pandemic will leave a significant burden on our healthcare system it will. for years to come. It will. A collection of responses from 640 patients in an online COVID recovery group found that recovery is volatile, may include relapses, and can take six weeks or longer. Another disheartening discovery is that although respondents experienced symptoms consistent with COVID-19, 48% were either denied testing or not tested at all. The long-term effects of that can make financial assistance for rehabilitation and disability services more difficult to come by. While the science of COVID-19 is ever-evolving, more time and attention and capital resources need to be dedicated to these long-haul recovery patients to ease their physical, psychological, and economic burdens. I mean, that was an example. I, I've had to do that with uh, several folks who had humdingers for COVID-19, but they couldn't get tested or they were tested too late and there was just no virus. And But they had all symptoms that were consistent. And I had to write letters on their behalf saying that they had COVID-19 or certainly the clinical symptoms. And some folks are going to, if they don't have a test, are going to be completely put out of the ability to be able to get some of that financial assistance. Well, here's have. the thing. Uh, as this thing has evolved, if you remember, we were just looking at the very beginning for fever, <laughs> shortness of breath. With <laughs> <laughs> a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath. So at the time, it was a spring, and you know, if you couldn't smell or taste, they attributed it to allergies. If you had muscle aches, oh, it's something else. So there are a lot of people that were not tested because they did not have symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, so... Stuff. That's why we say that there's at least probably about ten percent of uh, of both of the American and of the global population that probably have it. Yeah. COVID nineteen impact on blood vessels. Some complexities of the novel coronaviruses are beginning to come to light as scientists uncover more on how this virus impacts our bodies. Since the summer, the research has linked coronavirus to cardiovascular impacts. Doc, particularly the blood vessels. I know that's one of the things that scares me 
especially as, as younger people, and by younger people, I mean people our age, yeah. are more likely to develop strokes or th- any sort of thromboembolic event that means clots in the arterial system. Heart attacks. Yes. Anyway, so this link may account for the prevalence of blood clots and strokes, heart attacks, and a variety of circulation symptoms. A study published in The Lancet found that coronavirus can infect endothelial cells lining the blood vessels, and these cells are crucial to cardiovascular protection and function. So what are endothelial cells? So the inside of a blood vessel has to be made of something, right? Just like the inside of a hose is made out of that tough rubber product inside of a blood vessel that's referred to as an endothelial cell. It's a very specialized cell that makes the inside lining of a lumen or a tube. And in the body, those are usually veins or arteries. So when these are hindered, they can cause damage to the lungs, heart, kidney, liver, and intestines through blood clots. And researchers discovered these abnormalities in autopsies of COVID-19 infected patients. Yeah, their lung tissues had nine times as many microthrombi, or tiny blood clots, compared with those infected with influenza or the flu, revealing severe endothelial injury. Endothelial cells function as a sort of quote-unquote gatekeeper into the bloodstream. They signal the body when an invasion such as a virus is near. With damage to these cells, the body has less of a protective response to viral invasion weakening its ability to ward off the virus. That's right. The common denominator of blood vessel damage offers insight as to why several COVID patients with respiratory symptoms display different symptoms from the flu. It's likely that COVID-19 is more than just a respiratory disease with severe impacts to the cardiovascular system as well. Yeah, so we know this virus, we thought it was a respiratory virus, right? and it just infected the lungs and caused a damaging pneumonia that compounded itself and made it worse. And as things got... The heart. Yeah. Deeper, the brain. We realized we started making the connection. And what's the one thing that connects all of these things? It might be the blood vessels. Blood vessels. So it's this conundrum and it's paradoxical uh, virus that we've never seen before that is, is we're finding out more and more about each day. That's right. COVID-19 social norms in different European countries. Many of us are used to our American standards for COVID-19 social norms, like six feet apart. Minimum. (laughs) That's right, minimum. Masking up in public, avoiding handshaking and hugging, etc. But it's interesting to observe the COVID-19 norms in other countries. In, like, say, England, people are encouraged to say two meters apart. What? What's two meters? Two meters. That's about six feet. Okay. And if you're forced to be less than two meters apart, you need to compensate by wearing a mask or facial covering. Currently, the English are under a national lockdown. This means that they can't meet anyone from outside their house or their support bubble in an indoor setting. They are exempt from these rules in places of work, education, training, legal duties, and children play groups or clubs. They have a system that will fine you 200 pounds or at least $264 if you are caught breaking the rules. Wow. That fine can get as high as 6,400 pounds or more than $8,400. In Scotland, as in the U.S. and England, people are encouraged to stay two meters apart. They differ in allowing those under the age of 11 and those in pubs to break the traditional social distancing rules. That's interesting. In pubs? Yeah, in pubs. They've implemented a five-tier system for meeting friends and family, and each tier has specific guidelines on what you can do. They have fines as well. Okay. If you're a first-time offender, it's 60 pounds, and that doubles after every offense for a maximum of about 
960 pounds. Huh, that's interesting. In Northern Ireland, they have a two-meter distancing rule as well, but they decreased it to one meter, then they reset it back to two meters. They can have a support system bubble of up to 10 people from two different households. Their finding system follows Scotland. A first-time offense is 60 pounds. It doubles after every subsequent event until it reaches 960 pounds. Yeah, then Wales follows the same guidelines on physical distancing. They allow their residents to have a support bubble from two households to be indoors with 15 people and a maximum of up to 30 people outdoors. They have a fine of 60 pounds for a first offense and a maximum of 1,920 pounds. That's $2,534. What can Americans learn from all this? Well, the way our government is set up, we may never have a national fines or stricter guidelines that are uniform across the states. Because of the concept of American federalism, the states have a lot of autonomy in their decision and rulemaking process. We may never see the federal government adopt guidelines like these, but we may see states implement more strict and stringent guidelines if outbreaks and cases continue to rise. Well, we are going to see outbreaks continue to rise. And so what do you think? Do you think that we should, I I mean, I am a believer and I don't want to speak for you, but I think you are too, that there needs to be some sort of centralized. No, we need a centralized response and a centralized system of, of, of guidance of how to of think about this and punishments and this is not like these is this is not like should we make our own rules as to how much to tax a corporation that's making widgets this is a <laughs> no, this is a life-threatening disease that's right killed over a quarter million people to date in right. the country so yeah yeah i agree. I, I agree i i think that what they're doing over there in the uk is great advisory board appointee now let's focus on dr vivek murphy Today, we're going to continue profiling new appointed members of the president-elect Biden's COVID-19 task force. Dr. Murphy is an internal medicine physician who served as the 19th Surgeon General of the United States from 2014 to 2017. Some of his most prominent work as Surgeon General includes cautioning U.S. doctors against the overprescription of pain medications. That's very forward thinking. Yeah. He also brought attention to the risk associated with teen vaping and his stance against gun violence as a public health issue. That's probably why he was short term. Yeah, but both of which have proven to be true. Absolutely. He's shown his commitment to educating Americans, adults, and children alike by appearing in a popular video with PBS Sesame Street character Elmo to discuss the importance of vaccinations. Murphy's the son of parents who immigrated from India. He received his MBA and MD from Yale University before joining Harvard's medical school's internal medicine faculty. We're looking forward to seeing what positive changes this new administration and advisory board will put into effect to combat the rising spread of coronavirus. Now, let me also say that the current Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, actually came to New Orleans and visited Doc Griggs. Yeah, he came to the community and we did a walkthrough uh, the neighborhood where my community center is. And this is right at the beginning of COVID-19. It was. We talked about health equity, health disparities. We talked about the impending COVID-19 infection, what precautions should be taken. So we have a connection uh, with the Surgeon General and public health. It started as a priority, and we will we will restore it. To where That's it right. To be. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at Doc Griggs One on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D R D E R Y. 
You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter Nola on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right. Thank you.